Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans and still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We've got a big, big show today, arguably the biggest trading week of the Supercoach season ahead of NRL Supercoach Round 3. That is because we obviously get the first price changes to players this season and there are so, so many good buyers. I'm that excited for this podcast today for a number of reasons, but a big one being that I think teams are a little bit similar at this stage early on in the year. Uh, But I think this week, because of a question mark around James Tedesco, Nathan Cleary on buyers coming up, we could see some big swings in teams and a few differentials. So very, very excited for this podcast. Here to talk with with me is a fellow who... Each and every year, I don't disagree with his trades, I don't disagree with his strategies, but his results speak for themselves. It's Desi Creek, and Desi, no different this year. You're sitting very pretty up in the top, what, about 5,000? Around about there, yep. Mm. Um, started very well in round one. I started with Caelan Ponga, so mm. it was a good start, but last week came crashing back to, uh, back to reality, only scored 9.68. So yeah, back to around 5,000th 5, overall, but still sitting pretty. This early in the season, mate, as I said a couple well, last week, as long as you're happy with your squad, that's all that matters. So on top of that, to be sitting around 5,000, I think that is a massive, massive win. Also with us is Quantum CEO, Bulldogs board member, Adam Drusi. Ads, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good to see you. And good to see Desi here in person. Very excited. Ads, as usual, mate, you're a busy man, so you've got to take off early. Can you tell the listeners where you're off to tonight? Yeah. I'm off to a weird Al Yankovic concert. <laughs> as, as is, I've just come from Macquarie University where I did a speech to the graduating class of 2022. <laughs> and after this, I'm going to a weird Al Yankovic concert. So it's a weird day. What's your all-time favourite uh, weird Al, Al song, um, mate? Uh, Eat It. <laughs> I don't know any songs since about 1988, but but I did listen to a handful of them with my daughter recently, and they were actually very funny, so yeah. it's going to be a funny night. Still some legs in Weird Al. I was always a what if God smoked cannabis kind of. Uh, <laughs> that was my favourite of Weird Al. Uh, also with us today, Matty the Waterboy, who after a tough round one, he's come flying back to the pack. Matty. Yeah, I'm back. I'm officially back. I'm, I'm proud to say that I got four, I cracked four figures this week, which was... Mm. Good compared to last week. I can't remember what I got last week, but it, I think I was ranked about 60,000. So, yeah. So, uh, so, you've come soaring back. What's the rank at now? Um, I, 
I'm not as versed as the Subaru Ring Ring. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm still in, I'm still ranked 54,000. 54, That's all right, mate. You had a long way to come. Mate, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm slowly crawling back. I was uh, only a handful of points more than you. The good week for the Stallions. We were uh, 1,047 points. Really happy with that. Into 15,000 overall. So sitting okay. Happy with the squad. A few changes to make this week. There are so many different avenues that we can go down this week for our trade. So honestly, I've got a few ideas, but could chop and change plenty of times between now and Thursday, I dare say. Uh, each and every week on the SC Playbook podcast, we'll be aiming to get it up on YouTube around about 7, 7.30pm. The podcast will drop on Spotify and Apple around about half an hour to an hour afterwards. I had someone asking if it was only on YouTube this year. It's absolutely audio as well. Guys, jump in the SC Playbook Unlimited group. Code is 845051, $1,000 first prize up for grabs for that one, for anyone who can knock off the SC Playbook team. Uh, and lastly, the SC Playbook subscription is available this season. $40 for the NRL package, $50 for the NRL, BBL and AFL package. The AFL obviously starts this week, so anyone into that, go and check out our Supercoach AFL content. We've got past runner-ups, absolute guns on that as well. We've got a podcast just as good as this one, so go and check that out. The subscriptions get you access to our WhatsApp community. Also been a lot of people asking where the messages are in the WhatsApp thread. So when you join, you get added to the SC Playbook community. From there, you have to request access to each thread. So the game day, contributor-only late mail, all sorts of things. So uh, just request that if you haven't done so yet. Fellas, a lot to get through today. There is so, so many talking points. Uh, we'll go through the key takes from Team List Tuesday, some big ones there. Cheapy watch, keep an eye on the blokes with the, the big negative break-evens. Uh, ads, we'll touch on a few of your true player ownership data, the hot topics, big focus around the Roosters and Panthers, who there are some priority sells in that, or seemingly at this stage. We'll go through our round three trades and skippers into a few listener questions. Guys, let's start with Team List Tuesday. Uh, and I will just quickly say that for anyone new to Supercoach, break-evens, I know we say it most weeks, but we'll be referring to it a lot today. Your break-even number is the score you need to hit for a player to make or lose money on that any given week. Uh, Desi, the first one at Manly, Joshy Schuster is named for his first game of the season. A big watch to come in inevitably in a week or two. I think so, yeah. Um, Manly obviously looking really good um, well, in round one they did against against the Bulldogs so hopefully they can keep it up hopefully Schuster can do what we know he can do mm. we know that he can you know assist tries we know he can break the line he's, he's got the game for super coach so yeah definitely eyes on him yeah barring injury I think it's very hard to not see him playing some decent role in super coach squads this season uh, just stay fit big fella named at 5'8 as well with Cooper Johns out of the side had Brandon Smith. We sat here a week ago and we told people to hold fire that we thought we thought Cheese had come good. You were very sceptical, but you were giving him one more chance. A few people on social media give us an absolute blasting that he went no good last week. I just replied to him and said, look, in future we'll do better to predict injuries for people. So I uh, haven't been any good at predicting injuries in the past, but maybe this is the year where we get it right. Cheese has been named for the Roosters this week, as have Victor Rowley and Jabal Rhea Hargreaves. I mean, you had cheese on the chopping block anyway, so is this a line through him for you? I love it. Cheese on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to say I meant to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> you did. Mate, I am chopping the cheese. I'm, uh, I, I mean, I said it last week. Uh, I just think his risk of injury, the way he plays, is, is up there compared to most players. Yeah. And I've had enough. Like, I've seen two weeks in a row he's uh, – and I was already there's, – there's just other good options mm. at, at Orca. I think there's a lot of people seeing good options at Hooker, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of him. 
Now, Desi, the best thing about you being on the podcast is it, it, we disagree with just about everything each other says. You and the spy in particular butt heads on everything. So it, it's great, mate. It's, we're often a bit too civil on here and we're all too good of mates. But uh, when it comes to Supercoach point of views, you have a very hard line on things. And we're speaking off air, you could make an argument to hold on to cheese. Uh, yeah, I'm almost reneging that already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Ads is right. He's he's too much of a liability. His running style, especially, just sets him off for injury. Um, he's just always injured. It's as simple as that. That you, you could hold on to him if he starts, and he, you know, but you, you need tries from him at the end of the day. Mm. He, he scores forty <laughs> without a try. Um, he he needs to notch up attacking stats, and he's. Just, yeah, he's too much of a liability for mine. I'm, I'm flicking him as well. I, I just think there's guys at his price now that look like they've got more upside. Like mm. I reckon Reed Marnie and Wade Egan, who because we bought Cheese thinking, oh, he's at a price where he's going to go up. But I reckon those guys look more likely to go up and their base is better and they're probably less risk of getting injured, touch wood. I don't know, that's why. So I'm looking yep. at not... It's not so much I'm going, I've had enough, he's injured. I'm actually more there's looking... There's better buys. I just think there's better buys this week. Better, I better stepping stones, yeah. Well, I can, that's, yeah. That's kind of why we started with Cheese, or why I started with him, because mm. I wanted to... I wanted a stepping stone to Harry Grant. I wanted him to make 150K or 200K over the opening month, bring in Harry, but... Yeah, there's, there's better stepping stones now. Exactly right. And, I mean, you look at the, the Roosters have the buy next week. He's a big factor in as well. He's got that seven or whatever, and he's rolling over to now. So, uh, as you mentioned, there isn't going to be money to be made. It would not surprise me one bit if he was back in my team in a month or five weeks when he gets back to, to full fitness and his minutes are there and we've seen it. Uh, but, as you mentioned, there are too many good buys. Uh, they came out and he's been cleared of serious injury, but I think they said maybe rib cartilage. Uh, uh, don't quote me on it. We'll double check that, but I'm pretty sure it's rib cartilage, which becomes a pain tolerance thing. We've seen it in the past with Joe Tappany as recently as the back end of last year where it can just flare up at any time. It's very unpredictable. So when that can happen, he could be gone after two minutes again. Uh, I think it's got to be, yeah, cheese on the chopping block. So at the night, Hetherington, Thompson and Brody Jones all starting for the Knights at a decent price. Lots of injuries at the New Knights, so let's just hold off on that one and we'll have a close look at those guys. Boys, a big one, Hame Sele and Tavita Totola back for the Bunnies. Now, this impacts Shaq Mitchell, obviously at 234k there. Uh, a pretty popular buy this week, low break even, set to make some good coin. What are your thoughts there? Because I'm just... He looks such a good trade for for Franklin Pele. Davey Moale is also that 235k with a zero break even. Uh, what's your take on him, Ads? I think if I had him, I'd keep him and I'm not looking to bring him in. I don't mm. have him and I'm not looking to bring him in. Like, I know Pele uh, didn't score an enormous score last week, but if you watched him, he was, he was a breath away from like scoring. So I, I think I'm just letting that, that position just sit for a while and we'll see how it goes. I just don't think he's a top priority to bring in. Shaq or Moale. Like, I've got Moale. I'm kind of thinking he's a slow burn. But there's just so many other good options out there. I just don't think front row is the place yeah, to... Yeah, front row's not to, pressing. To look. Not this week. Maddie, you're our resident bunny. Go to each and every week. Uh, with these boys coming back, obviously Jai Arrow's there as well with the hamstring injury. How do you see the minutes of, I suppose, Shaq in particular, but Shaq and Moale playing out this week? It's a very, it's a very, very interesting one because it seemed like... Because Shaq obviously... Obviously, he wasn't really relevant super coach wise a few weeks ago, but to me, he wasn't even really relevant first grade wise. I didn't think he'd be in the first grade team. Mm. Now, two weeks ago, I would have said, oh, Arrow played the charity shield in the middle. He started that 
he went to the bench in round one and it looked like he was going to play mostly in the middle because as we know he's great in the middle for the Titans played at edge for South last year but so I thought he was going to play middle but now uh, but but then at the same time Cheekham has put his hand up to to remain in the side as well so you you I really don't have an answer for you to be honest I don't when Jairo comes back I have no idea if he's going to go straight into that starting edge spot or if he's going to play on the bench and play a middle role instead of maybe maybe Shaq I, I I'm not sure it's it's such a hard question and the question I didn't think would happen mm. this quickly. So let's talk about Michael Cheekham. Two 80-minute games on the edge there. Averaging 48, break-even of negative 28, dual CT-dub second row. Is there any chance that he holds onto his spot for long enough to make us a bit of money? I think he is definitely putting his hand up to keep his spot. Mm. It's just I, I just – I don't know what they're going to do yeah. because Shaq and Moali both – Really, really good, but they're very, very similar. So maybe, maybe he does keep his spot and Gyro plays on the bench. I think that's a that's a genuine possibility. Yeah, and and like Sharks played big minutes the last couple of weeks, but they've had injuries during the game, as you said, Maddie. He's not a big minute player, so like I can see people why they'd go Pele to him, but. As you said, Ads, uh, Pele looked good. He got up to, it wasn't anything great, but he played, I think, 22 minutes or something on the weekend and, and scored okay in that time. So, uh, you know, can we see him maybe push into 25, 30 minutes down the track? Don't know. Don't know if he'll play more minutes. He might. I, I, I really don't know. But I just think, I think he's the sort of player who could, he's going to score a try at some point the mm. way he runs. And uh, and at that point, like, he'll, he'll score and then go up and then you can trade him out at that point. I, who, who knows? Yeah. It's just, there's just other priorities for me that. Yeah. This uh, week. I think I'm with you, mate. Brian Kelly returns for the Titans. What that means, uh, it's good for Khan Pereira because Jojo Fafita drops out of that side. So good news for the job security of Khan Pereira. At the Storm, <clears throat> Justin Olam, Xavier Coates, Tui Kamikamitha, Tarek seems all back. Jonah Pezzett, uh, the rookie halfback, named at number 14. So wouldn't surprise me if actually if Pezzett started for Wishart come game day, but we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, boys, a big one, Tommy Chester named at fullback to replace Scotty Drinkwater. There are some super coaches out there on the weekend who would have had Scotty Drinkwater for his one-point effort. They would have had Caelan Ponga, and there'd be someone out there who skippered one of them as well. Desi, firstly, condolences to that lot, but I think Val Holmes owners were praying he was going to move to fullback, uh, but it's going to Tommy Chester. Yeah. I mean, is Val going to score that much better at fullback? Maybe. Maybe he will, but he can still <coughs> go absolutely huge at centre at mm. the end of the day. And as for Drinkwater, I mean, I, I saw it happening miles away. It, it could have happened 10 times last season, but it didn't. He just got the tries, but if he doesn't get the tries, he's not going to score points. Yeah. Bit of a roller coaster, isn't he? Uh, I would have potentially. I'm with you. I don't think it changes too, too much. Val at centre rather than fullback, but we'll get to captains later. But it is a tough week for skippers. I nearly would have skipped him against the Warriors with a few injury concerns of their own up in Townsville this week. But at centre, I, I don't think I've got the nads to do that one. Charles Nickel Clockstad is out. HIA last week. Sorry about that one to anyone who owns him. He did look good anyway. Uh, I don't know how to produce, pronounce this fella's name, shock, but Tane Tuahupiki, anyway, has been named to debut at fullback. Bit of a shock contender, so can't wait to see how he rolls out there. Jazz Tavanga named on the extended bench as he looks to come back from injury. Played New South Wales Cup last week. Jackson Ford is out. Uh, 
Do either you don't own Jackson Ford? Do you, Desi? I was very close to getting him. Um, I probably would have got him this week actually if mm. he wasn't out. Um, but yeah, he looked very good. It was just unfortunate what happened to him. Yeah, I held off on the Ellie Katoa. I wanted Ellie Katoa last Friday afternoon or Thursday afternoon, whenever it was, and I held off just because I didn't know who to trade out of my back row if Jack, Jackson Ford came good. Ads, if you own Jackson Ford, knowing he's out for one week, we assume, uh, with a HIA, would you hold on to him or would you look to move him on? I think you have to hold him, don't you? Because mm. not, it's not like he's a $450,000 player and you yeah. can use that mm. cash for someone else. Good. He's a low-dollar player. And, you know, once he comes back, you'll make money. What else are you going to do? Trade him in for, a, for Bryce Cartwright just to make the money two yeah. weeks earlier and burn, two tra- or burn a trade? So I would, I would hold him. I'm, I'm glad that we didn't bring him in early last week. Like we said, we oh, promised we wouldn't do it, and, it. and we, we did hold off on that. Uh, I feel sorry for those people who did, but, yeah, I, I would hold if I had him. It shows the value adds, doesn't it, of we're all pretty cautious. I don't think any of us traded last week, and we sort of said we all wanted another look at, at players. It's a one-game sample size. On top of that and, and getting a greater sample of a player's true output, things like this happen uh, in injuries, and we've for now we've dodged them, but it means we can boost – in round three, you can potentially boost in round four. Desi, I know that's a strategy that you like, and you can get you know your three to six sort of trades in the next two weeks. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I did last year. Nothing in round one, and then boost, boost straight away, um, and then save the other boost for the buy rounds or right at the end of the buy round. I really like that. So many things change from week one to week two, as they inevitably always do. And a big one was that in week one, with so many injuries, players had inflated minutes. So you know we didn't really know what their, their true minutes were going to be. We learn a lot in the space of one week. Johnny Bateman, the pommy, named on the extended bench for the West Tigers. And at the Raiders, still no Josh Papali'i, which is a bugger. Good news for those who jumped on Pasami Solo, who stick along sort of half a ride. I don't know if he'll make too much money, but uh, for anyone who did get him, no Papa means good things for him. Trey Mooney also named uh, to play off the bench. Ads, let's jump into your data around some true player ownership, mate. Early in the season, so probably not a stack to go through, but what caught your eye in your data? Okay, I'm just having a bit of a live look. So I'll start with your favourite player, mate, the Hammer. So the hammer. Oh, you've got, got some hammer chat today. <laughs> you've been copping it a bit, man. You've been getting hammered over it. But yeah. 36% of the top 100,000, but he's like 60% of the top 1,000, 62%. Mm. So there's a lot of people got hammer. I'm still not convinced. I know he's playing a different role, but I'm not convinced he's worthy of 62% ownership. That tells me the top 1,000 is clueless <laughs> that he's going to be overtaken. Well, that's your words, Jesse. That's <laughs> harsh, harsh words, but you can say that as a former champion. Jacob Carraz. He's like he's one percent of the top one hundred thousand, which you can see on the site. But he's still only two percent of the top five thousand. Mm. So Caraz is not owned by many at all. I think that's going to change big time this week. Oh yeah! After last week, Jermaine Asako, I can't get over that that he's like twenty percent owned. I just can't get it for me. Uh, Kalen Ponga, in case you're interested, is about fifteen percent of the top ten thousand teams own Ponga. So that's I feel for those owners. That's a a lot. Mate, Matt Burton versus Adam Dewey, this is the big one that changed because they, they were about the same last week, remember? So this week, if you look at the top 10,000 teams, 72% Dewey, 7% Burton. So pretty oh. much all those people who owned Burton went to Flipped. Dewey in the top. How did Burton top score up? against Melbourne? Not well. He got 30? He got, he got 30. They, they yeah, scored and he played so many well. points. Like, yeah, yeah. The, well, the dogs played well, but he didn't have any try assists or yeah. even try contributions. Oh, that's he, unlucky. He, he didn't have his best game. But he was... He was good, you know. Obviously, yeah. the dogs played well, but there was 
to be honest, we went right. A lot of our tries were right, mm. four out of the five tries. So yeah. that, that, um, that, that was the other one that cropped up on social media during the week. I think we had a Bulldogs post from a week ago or something and telling people that, you know, Matty Burton's probably a, a reluctant avoid at the moment. And one or two people tagged saying, like, oh, I bet you regret this now. I'm like, he scored 30 points. Yeah. And in contrast, you look at Dewey, what did he get, like 55 or something? 55 and did nothing. He didn't look great. Like, he, I think he had one good run mm. and he actually, yeah, I thought. I captained him. So, so I, did I. Yeah, so you, we were watching the same thing. And mm. he didn't look great and he still punched out 55. Yeah. Thought, wow. He just breaks cheap tackles and stuff. So yeah. I think Dewey's the super coach player there. Uh, in terms of other ownership stuff, probably the most surprising, so it's not a big one, 2% of teams and 2% of the top 100 own Nico Hines. I don't know. Wow. I don't know how you can be in the top 100 and you've got a $900,000 player sitting there for two weeks doing nothing. But maybe that says more about us. Probably captained Hammer the last two weeks. <laughs> Jermaine Hopgood, uh, I think you said something like 68% overall of all teams, was it? Got him? I think, yeah, 68% of teams own Hopgood, which means... Yeah, 98, uh, 98% yeah. of the top 20,000. Yeah. Not, not a surprise. Like, yeah. if, you, if, you didn't cap, if you didn't have him inside, I don't know how you could be there. That's but, golden data, though, because you sit yeah. there and go, how do... Even early on in the season where you think, you know, there's no zombie teams, people are active, but 32% still, well, there you go. Like. Yeah, so 98% of the top 20,000. Uh, Katoa? So, because I only look at the top 100,000, 24% of the top 100,000 was more than double that in the top, top teams, more like 50%. Mm. So, again, I look at Katoa, I think, I think all three of us want to bring him in, don't we? But you're bringing him in, but all the teams near the Ellie very Katoa. top have got him. Yeah, Ellie Katoa. Yeah. So 50% oh, of the top teams right. have got him. Like 44% of the top 5,000. He's already oversaturated. But yeah, I, I so think he's, you still he's have well to get him. I, I thought he was going to be a bit I'm watching yeah. him against the Docks. He's yeah. just got attacking stats that a lot of other second rows don't. He's got yeah. base and... He's just got a high ceiling. His combo with Jerome Hughes looked outstanding as well. Mm. Presto, our boy Presto, he's about 25%. So <laughs> our boy good Presto. One. Good one for our, our listeners. Uh, what else have we got there? Probably nothing else jumping out at the second row. Front row. Payne Haas is pretty well owned by the leading teams, actually. He's looking good. Tohu Harris. So Tohu Harris, 12% of the top 100,000, but like 30% of the top 1,000. There you go. So quite a few teams have brought in Harris near the lead. Doesn't surprise. What, what's Asako at? Asako's at 20%. That was yeah. the thing that surprised me with yeah. Jermaine Asako. And then at Hooker, actually Reed Marnie's the one the leading teams are more, much more likely to have. Again, mm. makes sense. He's, yeah. he's gone well. He's killing it. Yeah, so whereas those Penrith boys, like even... Yeah, it's probably nothing much Especially if they diverted potentially from Brandon Smith to him. Well, the other interesting thing this week was just... The captaincy players amongst the top 100 teams. I was just looking at what teams captains. So many teams just had random captains. Like, you'd never... Mm. Like, the spread of captains was huge. Maybe it's because in these first couple of weeks, there's just no obvious captain. Like, this, again, you talked about this week. Mm, I've got no idea. This week, the captaincy data is going to be great because oh, I, it is so wide open. Last week, it was about 30% had Grant. And then, say the top 5,000 teams, right? 30% had Grant... 16% Teddy, 9% Hopgood. 16% Teddy, it seems low. Like if I had Teddy... 6% Cleary. If I had Teddy last week, I'm captaining him. Mm. He, yeah. he could have gone so much bigger than he did. Yeah. I feel sorry for owners. Mm. Yeah, well... So, yeah, I mean, some, some blokes captain, I just, I just couldn't get my head around some of them. But, uh, yeah, even someone... Some of the top 100 captain Sean Johnson last week. Like, that's, oh, that's, that's unconventional. That's, that's like super coach <laughs> Against the Roosters in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
And there's a whole bunch like that that you look at and go, huh? I might need to double check this, but I was going through it today for my, my squad analysis, and I'm pretty sure SJ was the second top scoring halfback. Man, I think someone just outside the top 100 captained Christian Welsh. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just reckon maybe we well, don't worry too much about doing. the top 100 for, um, <laughs> yeah. for a few more weeks, but maybe Supercoach 2023 is a yeah, bizarre it's a different game. Yeah. Uh, he's not a captaincy option ever, is he? God, no. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, good stuff. Mate. That'll get better and better as we get deeper on into the season. Uh, guys, for anyone lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment, you're probably panicking about the cost of the wedding, the honeymoon coming up after that one. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They'll get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. It's a super easy process, only needing a message and a phone call to make it happen. The boys will also make sure there's no, no nasty surprises, no exit fees, all with the one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they'll give you a free plan worth $129 because you listen to the SC Playbook podcast. So mention you're a listener to initiate that one. Uh, to do so, to get in contact, jump into any of the articles in our stories on site for their contact details or whip them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word. Uh, fellas, we're getting to it's a combination, of, I suppose, of our hot topics, but we're going to start with Cheapy Watch because we could talk about guns for days and days and days, but the big one this week is we want money makers, don't we? A lot of options have opened up and we need to work out where to cash in. So essentially going down the list of players that are popular with low break-evens, you touched on Jermaine Hopgood, who has a negative 139 break-even. If you are in the 32% of teams that don't own him and are listening to this, get the man in. Genuine skipper option this week. Uh, all right, boys, a polarising one. Hamiso Tabuai Fido, 330k, negative 60 break-even. Now, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm genuinely considering going James Tedesco down to him, which makes my stomach curl. <laughs> He's averaging 77.5 across the first two rounds, set to make a ton of cash, plays the Knights this week in Newey. The Knights are decimated. Uh, the thing that leads me towards him a little bit, though, is that he's had 32 runs in the first two games. So I don't think it's the Cowboys' hammer that he wasn't a focal point of their attack even when he was playing fullback and he'd have a handful of runs a game. He's having a genuine crack. Desi, you're wildly against it. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, what's he, he scored three tries, has he? And he's averaging seventy-seven. Um, yeah, look, I, I just don't think he's he's got the super coach game. It's Sean O'Sullivan putting him through guffs. So Hammer, we know Sean O'Sullivan's he, there this week as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he's he's got the speed. He's just he's not a tackle busting sort of player. He's not going to score points by himself. He's he's scoring off other people creating gaps for him. He doesn't make the gaps himself. He doesn't jig across the field. He doesn't do anything like that. So I just think if, if you want to bring him in, it's just for pure money-making purposes. It's absolutely for money-making purposes. I mean, but he could, he could score 10 and mm. 15 back-to-back, even against the Knights. He's just that sort of player. So You cannot trust him to score more than 40 points. So even against there is teams. method behind the – I don't think it's madness ads, but what I'm thinking about is – Moving on to Tedesco, who has a break even about 135, plays the Bunnies this week. Uh, now, the Roosters have named a few middles to come back from this week. Cheese has been named. So, initially, when the thought process was going through my head, I was thinking, oh, you know, the Roosters could be up against here without a lot of middles. But they then have the bye next week, and then I'll get it up shortly, but they've got something like the coming back from the bye, the Eels, Sharks, and Cowboys or something. It's a really tough run. 
So I'm half eyeing off Hammer for two to three weeks. You don't even have to play him in your 17. I don't mind him as a play this week against the Knights. But then in two to three weeks, once he maxes out to get a bottomed out, hopefully Latrell or potentially Teddy if he starts killing it on return. But Latrell, who's averaged well, about 67 across the first two hard games, the bunny's jaw softens up as Hammer peaks in price. Boom, straight across. Not straight across, but yeah. what, what do you reckon? Yeah, I can understand. I understand where you're coming from. Like, he's going to make cash. Like, with the minus 60 break even, he's going to make cash this week. It just comes down to how much. And he'll make cash over the next two weeks. I just can't believe I'm hearing such a super coach <laughs> guru talking about trading out James Tedesco because of a break even to the hammer. Like, there's, what's, there's 40 other people who will buy cash. your hecklers on um, Why does it have to be the hammer? There's, there's so many good buys this week. That's, that's my issue with him. <laughs> if it was any other week, I'd look at that negative 60 break even. I'd go, yeah, get the hammer. But there's, hey, my just, team there's, doesn't have there's more consistent point scorers who are going to guarantee bigger price rises than the Hammer. My team doesn't have fires to put out like yours, mate. I'm pretty sweet with him. <laughs> I can do a few left field trades. It's just right. the teddy bit for me. Like I, I just yeah, think you're, yeah. you're trading out probably the best player in Supercoach over the last five years. Yeah. And I know he's got 135 break even. He could punch it out. Like he's yeah. and I, like mm. last week he didn't. But I know you you were active on the socials desk. He, he could have scored three tries. He could have. Like, he, he, he dropped one and then Suwali so so didn't, didn't pass it to him twice. So he could have scored three tries and there's another 90 points. Yeah. And, and because, and it, I mean, I was going to get to the topic shortly, but let's do it now. People are jumping off either Teddy or Cleary. And, and I'm sort of in the same boat that both of them have really high break-evens. It's, they might match it when they play, but... Cleary's got the bye this week. Teddy the bye next week. They both come back against really, really difficult draws. So I'm thinking I want to flip one of the two. This week. This week. Yeah, it, well, you, you could flip Cleary to, I think this is ridiculous as well, but Trindle, and you could make more money this week than... than um, I, yeah, that was, yeah. My, that was my initial one. And, and then... <sighs> I was so sad on Trindle because, because it sounded like Nico was maybe – there was just so much uncertainty around yeah. it. And then I know they had to buy the Sharks in about round six. So I was thinking maybe that he comes back later. But a quote out of the Daily Telegraph today from Nico Hines. Nico said, The calf, it's going good. I had a good run on Saturday and yesterday I got moving again. I'm just waiting for the medical team to say let's go. It's just one of those ones that you need to be very careful with the spot it's in. Yada, 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 yada. I was hoping this week, but I'll be ready to go next week, I reckon. So I think as good as a buy as Trindle looked, I think it puts a line through him. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Mm. I've, got, get him. I've got Hines in my draft side, so I'm, I'm hoping he's ready to go Cheering. at some point soon. Yeah, uh, Yeah. so and look, don't get me wrong, it's, it was a hectic team list, big couple of days. So as I said at the start of the show, there are so many different avenues we can go down with trades this week, which really excites me. So I'm completely open to having my mind changed uh, before Thursday evening. But Can't you make the money on Hammer without trading out Teddy? Like, you're assuming Teddy's going to go down. Mm. Like, I just reckon you could trade out, um, like, even Nickel Clocks out or something for Hammer. Yeah, well, I mean... Look, it's one that I don't... Hammer's It's one that I don't want to do. We spoke pre-show about it, and I've got Isaac Thompson there, who I got him knowing early on that... I wasn't expecting him to score well with the tough run and the bunny sort of just early on in the season, but I really like him for when the draw softens up, but I suppose you can always go Thompson, get him back later on in the season. Well, who do you want to play this week, Teddy or Thompson? Yeah, obviously Teddy. Yeah. 
So this week, I mean, but I know it to be fair, though, week. like next yeah, week you can't play Teddy, but can't work play Teddy, and it also does free up five hundred k for other trades. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, look, no I, 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 I get, I, I, I get, what you, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. Um. Moving on, we've spoken about young Tricky Trindle. Jacob Preston, 200k. Uh, I'll go to you, mate. Uh, have your moment because you told the SC Playbook faithful to get on board him. Started last week. The message came through. He was starting for the doggies. Straight into my starting side. Boom. First yeah, try score. I think we're both pretty stuck, stuck <laughs> on we? I think we both – did you trade – swap Tanner Boyd for – I was going to be starting yeah, Tanner yeah. Boyd otherwise. Yeah, so, we, so was I. We picked up 60 points doing it. Yeah. And he just played bloody well. Yeah, no, he's, I thought he went enormous. I don't know if I'd be – I'm just happy to have him because I, I get the points last mm. week and he's going to be a good yep. cash cow. But I think a lot of other teams are going to struggle to bring him in yep. because there's just so many options this week. You can't bring them all in. So it's just nice to have one of those ones that is already there. It's, and, and he's going to keep yeah. that spot on the right we're, edge we're, for a We're while. so lucky that we yeah. got him in early. But 200K, negative 51 break even, 80-minute back rower, big work rate, attacking upside, Desi, like he's got to be pretty close to the pick of the buys this week, doesn't he? I think so, yeah. I think he probably could still bring him in. And also Bryce Cartwright, the next guy on the list, I think also a massive buy this week. The Cardi Parties, I'm glad I, I got on him. It's the first time I've ever owned him. And I'm, I'm, I'm liking the party. I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm, yeah. I really am. This is what the Cardi party is, though, mate. It fills I'm you with hope it. and enthusiasm, but inevitably it. it gets crashed by the cops and you're left. You're in the back of the pano at the end of the night. And you're going home, regretting it. every decision you've ever made. I'll take it on the chin when it happens. <laughs> by, the, by the way, Jacob Preston could have easily scored another try. I reckon. Like he, he's, go, he's a goer. He runs hard at the line. Like he's, yeah. It's not. He's a back rower that's going to score trials, I think you can see that. Well, mate, his New South Cup stats from last year run real. We've been through him in the past. Yeah. I don't have him off the top of my head, but not he's just tries, but try assists. Yeah, like, he's got a bunch. He's good. Adds Bryce Cartwright. Desi's all over him. 234k, neg 49 break even. Matt Dury, 234k, neg 8 break even. Uh, on any other given week, you'd be like, sweet, lock him in. He's about to make a ton of cash, starting back row. Ryan Madison comes back next week when they've got Junior Baolo. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, they've got Jermaine Opgood, who are all there playing big minutes. They've got other middles on the bench. I think Maddo comes back on the edge. And, and I'd, look, if I was leaning towards who, if Cardi or Dury stay on the edge, I'd be leaning towards probably Dury. I could be wrong. No. Yeah. I'm leaning the other way. Mm. I think um, Cartwright looks significantly better. You might be right, mate. Look, I, don't, I don't say it with confidence. Uh, but then there's the other one who's he's a bit longer out and he may have made his money by then, but Sean Lane to come back as well. Again, just around the idea of so many good buys this week, I don't think I can make room for him. Actually, I definitely can't because I don't want to trade any of my back rowers. I'm already trading at this stage Egan Butcher, who I'd be really happy to hold on to. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same, mate. I'm... I'm I'm trading out Egan Butcher, but I'm bringing in Katoa. So I'm, I'm bringing in Katoa rather than Cartwright because I think he's then a, a player I want to start mm. every week for a while. Like he, and he could even be a keeper, Katoa. Absolutely. Agreed. Whereas like Cartwright, I was thinking, if you're in Desi's situation, you've got Cartwright on the side, like beautiful. You're gonna, this is like we've got Preston. So anyone who's got Cartwright and Preston are laughing. That's me. But Yeah, so, so <laughs> that's beautiful. But I, I'm not going to bring him in just because it just doesn't fit my side. Mm. But... If you got him, happy days. Yeah. Because then, then when he does stop playing, if he does, like you can just trade him at that point and you make good money. 
Boys, Isaiah Katoa, 216k, negative 25 break-even. Stefano Utakamanu, 316k, negative 24 break-even. Played 57 minutes on the weekend. Paul Adelmotti, 200k. Uh, not a, a bustling start score-wise, but he looks the goods, and more importantly, the dogs look the goods. So points will come, neg 12 break-even at 59% ownership. I own all three of them. I don't know what you do. So I think your boys are probably similar, but if you don't own them, there's a strong case to be getting all of them in. Absolutely. Yep. I, I've got them all. Yep. Uh, we spoke about Davey Moali. Uh, let's go in more towards the, the most traded in and out players uh, outside of those guys. Now, we spoke about the notion of trading Teddy. Uh, what about Nathan Cleary? Because he's on the buy this week, the break even of about 135. I'll get his draw up here shortly, but very difficult when he comes back. Desi, could you make a case to sell him? Mo- he's the second most sold this week. You so can. Plenty you of people have. Gone are the days of the mantra of you can't trade out guns, you know. Mm. You, you can trade them out. It's, it's as simple as that. Um, the other thing, I'll just quickly stop you, Desi. Uh, around that three-round rolling average, so obviously the, the break, e- that is what dictates your break even. Your score from week one, I know it's not a massive difference, but that falls out after this week and he's stuck with the 40 in there as well mm. so while his break even is 149 at the moment a bit bigger than I thought it was you know even if he scores half decent when he does come back which is against the Eels he goes the Eels Raiders Manly two of those are away from home it, in all likelihood he probably drops a bit of cash mm. so yeah I mean it's it depends what you're going to prioritise really I mean this week it's I think it's fairly obvious everyone's prioritising making money but at the end of the day, the game isn't, you know, you're not, you're not trading on the ASX. You're, you're trying to predict who, who scores the most points. It's more important than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're analyzing micro, micro analyzing rugby league. And for me, I, I just could never trade out Nathan Cleary. Even if he's going to go to, you know, 500K, I'm, I'm not trading him out because he could just, he can score 150 any given week against any given opposition. Mm. And... You know, I, I would sooner trade out Tedesco than Cleary. Okay. Ads? Yeah, I mean, he's, he looks like he could hemorrhage cash, but I know, look, I guess the question is, who do, you tr- who do you bring in for him? So, look, if it was next week and Hines was back, okay, I can understand, okay, maybe you go up to Hines and you're back, then he might go big. But if you're not bringing in Hines, which you're not, obviously not there this week, like, who are you bringing in? Jerome like, Hughes. And, like... But, yeah, like, you know, yeah. Like you're bringing in guys who are... Melbourne are decimated as well. Like, there's, no, there's a lot of... Question to Mark's about all those guys, like DCE's hot and cold sometimes. Even Sammy Jerome's. Walker, who, who has started well, but it was against the Dolphins and the Warriors. And he's got a buy next he's week. He's got a buy next week and then comes back against Parramatta, Melbourne and Cronulla. So happy days if you started with him, but I wouldn't be buying him. Yeah, so I, that, that's probably the biggest issue for me is I just, I could get my head around selling Cleary and bringing him back. And hoping that he hemorrhages cash, but I just don't know who I would bring in for him. There's no one obvious. Mm. I go, mm. man, I want that. But like you're talking about Teddy De Latrell. Okay, fair enough. That, that is why yeah. initially when I was looking through my trade plans this week, I was looking at selling Cleary. And I was like, for all those reasons, I wanted to sell him. And then I went, who to though? Mm. Whereas I looked at fullback and I mentioned Hammer, but there's just more options to sell there. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like Jerome Hughes. I, I thought he looked very good. Um, Cherry Evans looked good in round one. I mean, they, they are the two they're the leading options for mm, me. Mm. I think you probably get away with it if you did it. Sam Walker as well. You could get away with it, but mm. not for me. Uh, yes. Uh, Tanner Boyd, 
fifth most sold player this week. We we did touch on him just then. Now, look, tough start. Averaging 29.5, only 24 on the weekend. I think after week one, we sort of felt okay because the Titans played good and we thought maybe they're a new side this year, but they're pretty ordinary against the Dragons. Both owners? You're not, Desi? Yeah, no. Well played. Uh, well played. Uh, what are you thinking, Ads? Uh, I'm having a word to tell the boy in my side this week and mm. I'm, I'm telling him, pull your socks up or you're gone. Because I have to play him this week because Cleary's yeah. out and I don't want to use a trade on Trindle. So he's getting an opportunity this week in my side and I don't feel good about it. I didn't see the second half the other day, but I heard it was pretty pretty ordinary. They were coming again, up against like. the powerhouse Dragons, though, yeah. so that won't happen every week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, look, he's – and at his price point, it's not like he's 200 cash. Yeah, yeah. You, you can make cash. You can actually burn yeah, cash yeah, on this yeah. boat. Like he, he could start hurting, so you've got to keep an eye on him. I can I, understand him being sold. I think I'm the same. Oh, I, I can as well. I, I'm – Especially if you've got him sitting at hooker at the moment and you're flipping into all these hooking options. Yeah. Same thing though at half. Who do you go to? So, look, at this stage, I'll be giving him one more week, but makes sense. Uh, Charles Nickel-Clockstad, ninth most sold player, Desi. Uh, it, similar to Jackson Ford, I think he'd be out for one week, but he looked good in week one, didn't he? Would, yeah. would you be selling or not? I wouldn't be selling him, no. Not mm. if I started with him. Um, I know what CNK can produce. In 2019, he had that stellar season. Um he, he could easily go on an average, you know, 50, mm. 50 to 60 for the year. So I'm not sure why people are rushing to sell him. What about Egan Butcher at 482k, averaging about 40-odd? I think we're all selling him. I, I The only reason I'm selling him is because I'm so keen on Eli Katoa. But I don't see him as a problematic sell. My, my issue with Egan Butcher is... We looked at his stats from last year and he was playing as a middle and all he did was just work, work, work. On an edge, he has to hold his edge. So he's had 17 runs in two games, not ideal for a big mid-edge player, but not the end of the world, but 10 of his 17 runs were under eight metres for just one point. He's missed tackles out there. I just think Egan Butcher's a middle and because they, the Roosters, they have a few middles coming back this week, they're short on edges, I think he stays there and... Um, yeah, I, I don't think he has to go, but he's a pretty popular trade-out. He just looks slow to me. Yeah. I, I don't mm. know what it is. He just – I'd much rather the bigger body of Eli Katoa there who just mm. looks like Ola 2.0 to me. Um, you just need a bigger guy on the edge. He's just seems like a light, small kind of frame. I think at the start of the year we were talking about – there was a few of those guys we were talking about which one to go. Mm. And <clears throat> the beauty of this round three is now's the time to make the change if you got it wrong. And I just think we've got to put our hands up and say – Eli Katoa mm-hmm. is a better option than yeah. Butcher. He's also cheaper. So yeah. you free up cash. And like Katoa in a side that got beaten the other night, he was he was dangerous. He looks so, so good. Yeah, like he's he's playing eighty minutes, he, he looks also, dangerous. Yeah. And and Butcher hasn't hasn't really threatened the line yet. He's looked bad. Yeah, I, I, I think Butcher's looked like he actually didn't quite fit in first grade the first couple of weeks. And I know he's a good player. I just I um I'm saying, you know what, I got it wrong and yeah. switching to Katoa. I think he's just a middle mate, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think he needs the, the defensive like pressure on the edge. It's, it's tough, and he's been caught out there. And I looked, though, at round one, 36 points, horrible, but they were just completely outplayed by the Dolphins. He scored 36 points. He had negative 16 in, in minus points, had 10 minutes in the bin. I'm like, bloody hell, it still could have been a lot worse. But I think you're right. I think we mm. just got to you know, swallow the pride and say he got it wrong. Um, he's not the... 
If, if people want to have to keep him for some reason, it's not a disaster. I, I think that's the point, yeah, that, that I was trying to make. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's an urgent yeah. sell. Yeah. If you don't need to, yeah, for but sure. But I want to sell Katoa someone Katoa. Urgent buy. Yeah. yeah, I want to that's sell someone Katoa and, and Luke Garner doesn't free me up as much cash. Yeah. Mm. And I think Luke Garner looks like he's more likely to to get back. You know, he could have scored a couple of tries last yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. He looks more of a keeper than Butcher, so... Luke Garner, look, I've got Garner too. He looked good. He had two tries disallowed. He well, Latrell had that miracle. Mm. I don't know how he held yeah. it up. Mm. It's a miracle. I think Latrell hadn't caused me enough supercoach pain in the last twelve <laughs> months. Uh, Jermaine Asako, three eighty-three k, neg forty-six break even. Boys, I think we're all against him. Des, he's a trap. Mm. Yeah, out and out. Always has been. Kind of always will be. Mm. And the problem with him as well is that he had that the big bustling the ton in his first game of the season. And then I think he's about 46 points in round two. So three-round rolling average. The ton drops out. Again, he's not 230K. He's 380K. So uh, I have my question marks over him. Like, it would be a rock-hard don't-go-near-him if it was a proper night side in Newcastle. But like, he could score well again this week. So, like, if you've got him, I think it's fine. But I just wouldn't be rushing, rushing to buy him. Uh, let's talk hookers. Of the rugby league variety, of course. Wade Egan, 498. It catches you out every time, doesn't it? I'm just like, just think about it, Tim. Don't Just use, <laughs> just say dummy half. Let's talk dummy halves. Wade Egan, 498k, negative 44, break even. V. Reed Marnie, 575k, zero break even. They are two. I think Wade Egan might be the most traded in player. Reed Marnie is the fourth most traded in. Obviously, 77k more expensive Marnie. Ads, I think you're in team Marnie, you're in team Egan Desi, I'm in team Reed Marnie. You go first, because this question, this is the biggest question of the week for me. Mm. Right, well, I think Marnie is going to score more than Egan over the long run. He could, mm. he could turn into, you know, maybe a really good backup um, to Harry Grant as your second hooker. But I just want to get to Harry Grant as, as fast as possible. And I'm looking at that break even, I see it's 50, 50 less than Marnie's. So I think it's a faster stepping zone. That's that's all I'm looking at at the end of the day. Ads? Well, and we yeah. both own, you own Grant, yeah. don't you? So that's... So I own Harry, yeah. I think yeah. owning Harry is a, it's a different yeah. challenge for Absolutely. us. Like we're looking at it from a different perspective yeah. to Desi. Fair. So I understand that. I, look, I, I know it's the biggest question of the week. There's probably no wrong answer here. Like they're probably both good options. Mm. Both good. Either way, it's probably okay. Like I'm, I'm going Marnie... Probably, frankly, partly because I'm a Bulldog supporter and he's our captain at the moment. He's playing unreal. So I look and think he's a captain of the side. He's coming in and he's, he's leading the way in attack in a lot of ways. So I like the role he's got and I see that continuing. And, so, and there's an obvious bias that I, I want him to go well. Mm. So um, I'll, I'll let that sort of bias creep in. But if someone said Wade Egan you had to have, well, fair enough, he's going to make good coin. And mm. So I, 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 don't, I wouldn't stress too much about it. I'd just pick one that you like, like out of the two. Mm. And you're probably looking good. Yeah, I, I, think, good I think the difference for me is that, for starters, with Reid Marnie, uh, so he had his 90 point, went 75 in the 90, so that 90's in his three-round rolling average for a bit longer. So while he, he's, while when you look directly at the break-evens, Egan a lot better. I don't think it's as dramatic as we think, because Wade Egan had, I think it was about, Desi, 10 more points in round one than round two. Mm. Um, so not a major difference. But I just think... With Reed Marnie, he could be a potential keeper. Yeah. Wade Egan can always find a little injury as well, or a HIA or something. And I know Marnie's not perfect in that regard either. But I do think he's a lot more durable than Wade Egan. Yeah. 
I think from last year, Pat, when he was playing at Parramatta, his role was just to give clean, crisp, early service to Dylan Brown uh, and Mitchie Moses. At the Doggies, we've seen straight away. He's like, he's such, he's a kingpin in attack for them and he's creating a lot more. Uh, he's kicking, long kicking games threatening. So Could I, be a keeper, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's a much better placeholder. Yeah, whereas I don't think Wade Egan... In fact, I'm pretty convinced Wade Egan's not a keeper. Marnie mm. could be the number two hook at Harry Grant this year. Yeah, I'm bringing him in thinking I'm going to be playing him. And the dogs don't have a buyer till ages. Mm. I'm bringing him in thinking he is my, my second yeah. second hooker. And I could be wrong. could be that it's <coughs> someone else. But if he's not the second hooker, he's pretty close, right? There's Very close. Like, who else is it? And, and, like and the, the obvious... Do, we, do you, need, must to have run, Damian do you need to run a second hooker this year? No, not Probably necessarily. Not. No. And the, the but ba- his base is huge. He's going to make 50 tackles a game. Yeah. He looks so and good. And he's attacking. Like, and he's going to play 80. And it's no disrespect to Wade Egan. When I look at Wade Egan versus Reid Marnie, I'm just like, are we overthinking this because of numbers? Like, Reid yeah. Marnie is a better footballer. He's, he's one of the best hookers in the, the competition. So, and... I think worst case scenario, he makes his coin and I'm sort of thinking when Sonny Luke starts getting a few more minutes post by and kills it, if Marnie's not hitting his charts, I'll just go down to him, mm. potentially cheese if he gets his shit sorted. Uh, but and as you said, everyone looks at it differently and you're not going to go wrong either way. I just think you're potentially saving a trade by going Reed Marnie. I'm much happier playing Reed Marnie in my 17 than I am Wade Egan each week. Uh, boys, we've spoken a fair bit about Ellie Katoa. We're all keen as on him. Neg 28 break, even 411k. Jacob Kiraz adds, how excited were you watching this bloke on the weekend? And yeah. from a Supercoach perspective, I think the big thing was that we were all so zeroed into this idea of it being doggies left side, strong side, kick out, Burton, Fox. Mate, they did all their damage on the right side. Mm. Get this stat line. 567k on the weekend. Two tries, 13 tackle breaks, five offloads, two line breaks, one line assist, 24 runs, 148 super coach points. He's averaging 99.5, negative 36 break even. Uh, Desi is flying into your side. He is, he is. I mean, I had I had the almost faith in Kiraz last year. I held on to him right until the end. I played him week in, week out because I saw this. I saw the potential and I think he could be the top scoring centre wing. Come the end of the season. I, I thought you were going to start with him originally. You were talking up at the start of the year, talking up starting with him. Because when he was going off, I thought, oh, Desi's got him. But you didn't. Uh, I d- yeah. yeah. I should have, yeah. Spy I- loves the bloke as well. I actually intentionally didn't invite him on the podcast this week because I didn't want to put up with him. But He's also a great bloke, by the way. Is he? He's a, he's a really good kid. I spoke to him after the game and said, mate, not too many blokes get man of the match from the wing. I was sitting there yeah. watching him with <laughs> Willie Mason. Willie Mason would have never given a winger a man of the match in his life, I reckon. Um, no offence to the boys, he used to play with Willie. But he was out of it. Like, it was such That's an obvious praise. man of the match high performance. Was, how many times did he say winging it? The 60 LEM points? Yeah, it, won't, it won't happen this year. He was just so good. No errors either. Like, are no you, negatives. Are you, are you he's, he's coming in, yeah. My, okay. Yeah, 100%. And, that, and I don't think that's Bulldogs bias. I just look and think the way he gets points, he's just a, a super coach that – Mm-hmm. Like he's got the beautiful offload and the tackle breaks. He's yeah. He so, the so while I said the most promising thing for for him was that they were so dominant on the right edge on the weekend. I know this is a hard one to answer, but do we think that was an anomaly? Do, do we think maybe that was just that game they were doing damage down the right edge? They stuck with it. Could it just go back straight away to being the left edge of Burton kick out etc. Um, I don't see why we would say that. Like. Jack Avrilla looked good the other night as he well. He did, yeah. I know Cameron's got a very high opinion of Jack Avrilla as a right centre. So I, I, I wouldn't necessarily think 
It's an aberration, no. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I don't... He's not going to score 150 every week. And a lot of his points, it wasn't like they were all coming at the end of a back line. Like, he yeah. was getting in there and churning up those, a lot of those points from Out of his own half, yeah. Yeah. He's I'm I'm not buying him at this stage and it's not a knock on him, it's just what is he's about five seventy K, so he's not cheap. I'm I've gone quite heavy on C T dub cheapies. So I just and, and I'm relatively happy with all of them. If I'm going to flip anyone it'd, it'd be Isaac Thompson. Uh, and I suppose I just see that if I could maybe go to him to hammer, it's about two hundred and forty K cheaper. So I'm looking at money, but then again. Kiraz is about to make a ton as well, so geez, there's some decisions to be he made. He did. This I week. mean, his last four games last year, if I want to make the counterpoint, it's looking mm. up. His last four games last year, he got 27, 28, 31, 24. Yeah. He killed me. And a 41. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that can happen. At the end of the day, I thought, I, yeah. I thought he was carrying an ankle injury or something late last season. I it looked like remember. he was. He it, was limping yeah, around a bit. At the end of the day, for me, I'm just like, those stats were, they seem, I know he's a gun and he offloads in tackle breaks, but they're incredible. Uh, was it abnormal? Well, I mean, we'll find out in coming time. But I'm just like winger, pretty expensive. You know, we put a not put a line through, but after week one of the doggies, we said, oh god, they're no good. Like they haven't changed. They're terrific against Melbourne. I look at, you know, they're going to go back to the left edge and be more dominant there. So he's uh, going to be a hard watch each week, but not for me at this stage. And he's got his eyes on the hammer. Yeah, so he hasn't been scoring abnormally. That and like, I, I know who I want in my team out of Kiraz v Hammer, but Hammer's two hundred and forty k cheaper. So he did get one hundred and forty four in a game last year. Kiraz, yeah, and then he averaged th- less than thirty in the next five games. So, so that's yeah. the. But I'm just disregarding that because I'm saying it's a different side this year, like which the, it is. The, it's clearly a different is. side for the Bulldogs, and that was at the end of the year when the you know we struggled a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to go in, but I. I can understand your position completely. I don't think he's a must. Mm. I just want him in my side. Reese Walsh, fifth most traded in player, 554k. Uh, and throughout the day, my mind keeps changing on things. I'm just like, I'm Reese Walsh's biggest fan. He was unbelievable on the weekend. And I was sort of thinking, you know, we get another week of looking at the Broncos. I probably wouldn't rush this week to jump on him but now i'm thinking if i'm going teddy down to hammer who you'd be scared to play i suppose the thing is what walsh just turned up he had a hand in everything for the broncos they have a really soft run of games coming up uh what are your thoughts desi on reese walsh at 554k i mean if you had the goal kicking i would say must have genuine keeper but my issue is he kind of looks like that every second week he looks like he, he looks very explosive Sometimes the passes stick, sometimes they don't. You know, you're going to get 20s and 30s out of Walsh. Drink, um, drinky-like, maybe? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It doesn't mean he's not starting under value, though. Uh, what do you reckon, Ads? I thought he had one of the great games oh. on Friday night, whatever it was. That was First game back from injury as man, well. Yeah, that was some game. Like he, So I can understand it, but the problem for me is you get into, okay, well, I have to trade out Teddy or Turbo to do it. I'm not trading out Turbo. Yeah. And I don't really want to trade out Teddy for Walsh. But if he came out this week and got another big hundred, maybe. But it's like you say, if he was goal kicking, that'd make it easier. Really, yeah, like really attractive. But I just think I'm going to have to take the risk and watch him. Yeah, if Reynolds but he gets was, he was so he good the other put night. Put it this way, as well. To be fair, like I know Teddy's set to drop a fair bit of money, but the Roosters have the buy next week, then they have a hard run of games. So if he does come out and backs it up, we can yeah. always do it next week. Yeah, because Teddy might score. 100 and only go down 20k yeah. this week. Like it's not like a disaster, yeah. and you still get a decent score. Like, but 
Yeah, he, he looked so good to the oh. eye. I just don't know if he can keep doing that every I week. Just wish, that, I wish he played round one so he had just that yeah. bit more of a sample size. Ezra Mam is the sixth most traded in player at $583,000. This was the one, Desi, that really stood out to me. It, it took me by surprise. Uh, scoring well early, but got to be better options, doesn't there? <clears throat> there absolutely is, yeah. I mean, he's super reliant on attacking stuff. I mean, most 5.8s are, but... Mm. I mean, if the, if the Broncos keep playing well, you know, like we said, Reese Walsh could be an option. Ezra, I mean, I just don't see him being an option, though. So I, like, I, just, it's, I don't see it. Again, he's not 300k ads. He's 583k. Yeah. Break even of 25. Uh, uh, might not even hit that. I can't fathom. He's a good player. Like he, Again, he yeah. played unreal the other night. But 580k, like, I think if you're a listener or a subscriber and, you, um, and you're doing that, then... Earn your money now and just uh, reverse trade. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't like it either. Even with the good draw, I just I think that's got to be better. Yeah. Boys, Torhu Harris. Holy dooly. 640K. Wilson Carlos up in Rocky on the weekend. He would have been doing backflips. <laughs> he played 80 minutes both weeks. Averaged 80 points. Uh, Is that well, a point a minute, mate? Uh, um, <laughs> you got, you got to get that in your data over there, mate. Send it over. Where's the spy? He's good at quick math. Um, look, I, there are more pressing trades this week because we're making money, Desi. But mm. like, if he can even get close to those, even like sixty-five minutes per week, which adds at a point per minute would be sixty-five average if, uh, if my math is correct. Yes. Um, like, he could just be a set and forget in the front row down the track. Yeah. But, I, but I not this week. I saw his jewel his front row, and I was like, I was so close to getting him. Yeah. I went 17K cheaper to get Cotter, but I just think Tohu's going to score 15 points more in base than Cotter is per game. So I, I'm going to look to get him in over the next month sometime. Yeah. Uh, and Not this week. It's the, the classic front row forward argument adds that I don't think, like not only him, if he keeps pumping out 80 per week, it'll hurt you, but... I think on work rate alone, which is largely what he's done, he had some attacking stats in week one for sure, but I don't think he's going to hurt you by not owning him at this stage of the season. So I'm happy to wait and just prioritise him in, say, a month. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. Like, like Stefano to him in three weeks could be an absolute yeah. go. Oh, awesome. Like, he's a, he's a gun. If he's in your side, you feel good. But if I was in a head-to-head with someone and they had him, I'm not petrified thinking, God, he could get yeah. 150. So as a non-owner, I think maybe it's costing me 15 a week. Whereas you watch like a Fafita running around when he's not on your side and you just yep. you think at any moment you could you could cop forty points against you. So but he's such a weapon, he's cool. yeah. I mean even Tino, like Tino punches out the hundred last week. I just think that I'd probably still prefer a Tino style player to the yeah. Tohu at the front row, but Joe Tappany played like forty seven minutes on the weekend, hardly had an attacking stat and still punched out like sixty five. He look he's not gonna he's not gonna drop a lot of money, but as he builds into his game time, he is going to be ripe in about three or four weeks. Uh, interesting with Tohu as well, you have to remember, he came back from an ACL injury last season. So, you know, he scored okay when he was there, but mm. another season back from it, we know how much it benefits players. We see it all the time. So there's no reason why he can't continue playing those big minutes and scoring well. 
Uh, guys, we're excited to link up with Bet After 2023 footy season. Each round of the season, we'll be producing exclusive SC playbook markets of our own. Uh, extremely excited. We've now had access to integrating official NRL fantasy markets into our plays. So it's not Supercoach markets. It's the NRL fantasy version of the game. Slightly different scoring system. So go check that one out at NRL.com. This week for our SC playbook, Bet R Multi. We're working around Val Holmes having a field day in Townsville in round three against the Warriors. We've got... $3.50 for him to score 50-plus NRL fantasy points into Murray Tower-Lungy anytime try scorer. To follow along, you can find the link to that market in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description uh, for those aged 18-plus only. And please remember to gamble responsibly. Boys, round three, trades and skippers. Uh, Ads, I'll start with you. You've got to take off shortly to go see Weird Al. No, no. No, no, no we're good. quickly say something to Tohu Harris. Since 2018, how many tonnes do you reckon he's had? Since 2018, one. That, I, I would one. I was going to say probably one. none. He got 104 once, so uh, that's yeah. Uh, but there he's, you go. He's and actually he seems to have missed a lot of the games with injury over the years. Like year, how so. many times has he scored below 50? So probably not many. Probably that's once. It. So he's a low variance player, <laughs> yeah. but I just think he doesn't. It's not going to hurt you one ton in no. five seasons. But yeah. Well, it's just and he just you like he's not exactly a, a young buck, is he? To be pumping out these 80-minute games every week with this work rate, at some point, that game to mass drop down. Just Tavanga's also to come back. Yeah. Jackson mm. Ford will come back next week. Mitch Barnett's playing on an edge this week. So I just... I can't see him playing 80 minutes every week. At some point, it has to come back to 65, doesn't it? Yeah, he'll probably get 100 this week now, I said that. Imagine. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, add your round three trades and skippers. Uh, well, trades start with your in, trades, yeah. mate, because we'll have a chat about skippers because it is... It's, yep. Yeah. Trades are Cheese, Tamani, Egan Butcher, Tikatoa, and Brian To'o to Karaz, which feels a bit sideways moving out To'o. <laughs> but he's got the bye, and I don't like the look of my side with him on the bench this week. I, I'm, otherwise, mm. I'm starting like Cam Pereira or something, which See, I don't like. What's, what's funny is that I, I know that Brian To'o is not James Tedesco. But I hear things trickling through your boys' plans that are exactly similar to my, my mindset of thinking in, I'm like, I don't want to trade Brian Tyler because I'm like, I think he's a genuine keeper and I'm happy with him in there. Mm. And then you're saying you're getting rid of him because you're worried about your, your cheap CT dub and I'm sort of, mm. I, like, I get it. Mm. I just don't want to play, I'm already having to play Warbrick this week because mm. I've got Chance on the bench. Uh, so I've got Alamodi and Warbrick running around. That already feels pretty skinny at yeah. centre. And so, yeah, you know, mm. so, so that's why I'm bringing in Karaz this week. And I think Karaz looks, looks the goods. And if worst case in the next three weeks he starts not producing, then I can trade back to someone, whether it's Tyler, whether it's a Garrick at that point. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you going straight back. Yeah. You yeah. can do it. It's not illegal. I'm, I'm doing the exact <laughs> same trade. I'm, I'm doing the same trade. Um, I, know, I know Brian Tor. He is a keeper. Absolutely. We know that he mm. is. Um, it's sideways, but... I just think that Kiraz is going to be the number one. He's going to be the number one scorer in the centre wing. Um, and then I'm doing uh, Butcher to Katoa as well and Cheese to Egan instead of, uh, instead of Marnie. Mm. So very similar. Yeah, trading, trading in the hammer should nearly be illegal. I wish it was because just, it just saves so many headaches. Boys, Cheese to Marnie for me, I, I'm, I'm pretty keen on Marnie. 
Egan Butcher to Ellie Katoa. My third one is completely up in the air. I'll be honest, I don't listen to Desi very often, if ever, but you've got me nervous about Hammer. And I think you probably were reinforcing something that I was nervous about in the first place with him. I wasn't that keen on him, but... Yeah, I, I don't know which one I'm going to go with my third trade. I'll drop in the, the WhatsApp chat at the end of the week. Um, skippers, this is hard. Um, I'll start with you, Ads, because obviously no Nathan Cleary. You know, you your, Desi doesn't own Teddy. Uh, you own him. I'm on the fence with him. Uh, what, what are you looking at? Mate, I've got no idea on Skipper. I'm, I'm at the moment, I'm thinking Hopgood. Mm. Which feels crazy because the guy's early in his NRL career. But I just don't see anyone else on my team that I feel more confident about. I think you said before, you look at Holmes this week and think you can do it, but then you don't have the nads to do it. I kind of understand that. Mm. Whereas Hopgood, I think, I'm not expecting 100, but I think he's going to get you'd 70. Rather, you'd rather bad. straight Captain Hopgood on Thursday than Turbo. At the moment, yeah. <laughs> well, mate, I just, with Turbo the other week, like the dogs didn't, def- I don't know, we just had a funny day that day. He just looked like he was in third gear. And he's still unreal in third gear. If mm. he was in fifth gear, I'd just captain him every week. But, look, I, I, don't, I don't know. I need to spend more time looking at it. But, but yeah, th- th- Thursday night, the old Thursday night curse, you, you hate – everyone hates captaining someone on a Thursday night, but it makes it even more difficult to us because Tommy plays, he's a key option. Hopgood plays, he's a key option. Uh, it's tough. There hasn't been, Like, you know, in the past couple of years, you, we've been really thinking you need your captain to get more than 100 because there's just so many high schools. This year, I think we're all thinking, geez, I would have loved my captain to get 70 because instead my captain got 50. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm looking at Hopgood going, in a week where I don't see any obvious guys to get 100, I think he's the most obvious guy on my team to get 70 and maybe go high. Like, he's got a serious offload. Like, so I'm probably going to go him, but it does feel mm. odd. So And yeah. Desi... Interesting, you guys. Yeah, can you get your thoughts, Desi, on, on Tommy Turbo... Look, I think Manly win this game, but there's a lot of class about the Parasite. They're on two. They like they have to be up for this game. Yeah, they will be. Um, I think yeah, it's at, what is it? Four Pines Park. I, I went to the game last year. Um, that this exact fixture and Para just belted us. They belted us at home. So mm. um, I'm a bit dubious. Um, they they could easily beat us, quite easily. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to come down to stopping. Moses, Brown, Gutherson, you know, Paris still have strike players there. Um, it's, it's, I think it'll be much closer than, you know, what people imagine. And So who are you yeah, thinking? I, I'm, I'm thinking VC, Tommy, but I have Luttrell, who I kind of almost want to captain against the Roosters. Um, I'd do it, mate. If I had Luttrell, I'm also Bunny's, thinking, Bunny's got a few middles back. I'm thinking Dewey is also an option as well still. Like, Dewey? Yeah. Against like, the dogs at Belmore. Against the dogs, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, have you seen the Tiger side of the name? How personally you took that. Two years of dogs, no. <laughs> no th- he just said Karaz is the number one cent. What, what about Karaz? Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go full. <laughs> yeah, nice. I mean Karaz, yeah. So, <laughs> I was saying that actually before the podcast. I was saying Karaz is the out and out captain choice this week. So I have to stick by it. I, I will captain Kiraz at this point, <laughs> at this stage. It's one thing you do, do Desi. If you say something on air, you'll 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 stick by it. Unlike uh, unlike our captain over here, who had Tupo all preseason until a little nudge on the show, and Tupo's. Uh, I'm very o- I'm very open that I'm very <laughs> fluid with my trades. I will be as transparent as I can be to the playbook faithful, but I will be fluid until Thursday night kickoff. Uh, 
I, I generally don't know. Desi Ike and Latrell is a great shout against the Roosters just because we, we know he loves a grudge match. He mm. loves getting up for him. So I think that's a great shout. Bunnies with a few middles back as well. Uh, for me, I generally don't know at this stage. Um, I think it's one of the hardest weeks yeah. for a captain I can remember. Because mm. there's no obvious. There should be. If you're buying Kiraz, he's the <laughs> obvious choice. <laughs> Seriously, he is though. <laughs> and like, I like, with upside guys like Tommy Turbo and James Tedesco, I just love day games so much more mm. than those night ones, particularly with tough competition. You just you get a bit of a dewy field, wet ball, less points scored. Uh, I honestly don't know. I, I'm, you know what? I might even roll it and go with Val Holmes. We haven't talked about Harry Grant. Like some people might look at Harry Grant. I'd just be a little bit nervous about. I'd, I'd probably want to see that Melbourne side play again mm-hmm. to see whether last week was an off night or the dogs yeah. just got on top of them, or whether they're <sighs> going to struggle without some key players. So. I know, he, I know he ended up scoring well last week, but that was, you know, that was they got a little bit of a roll on, and he set up a try. Without that, not the same team without Monster either. No. Even like Wilson. But yeah. you go, you again think, all right, there's so many. T- it's such a t- tough week for it. Jermaine Hopgood, oh, I just don't know if he has the upside compared to the rest of them. He just went 101 and 124 in his first two NRL games this year as a starter. What more do you need to see, Desi? Well, I don't need to see anything. In particular, but I just think he's going to regress. He's yeah. I don't regress. think he's going to score over 124 for the entire rest of the season. Mm. I think that's his peak. Um, I think you're, you're mostly going to see 65 to 75 from him each week. He didn't score, did he? He just set two tries off. Set two up. Yeah, which he won't do every week, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll drop those in the SC Playbook WhatsApp chat for subscribers later in the week. Boys, a few listener questions uh, before we wrap this one up. First question from <laughs> Taylor Goodall. After trading in Ford and Ponga last week, what should I do with my free time now that the Supercoach app has been turfed off my phone? Mate, just enjoy your, your Supercoach free end of the season. <laughs> uh, Desi, Jacob Blocker-Williams. What's more important right now, cash or points? Think of getting in someone like Cook as a pod with upside if they have a full side, but if I do, I'll miss out on players like Cardi and the Hammer. What are your thoughts, mate? Uh, I know you've been points in the past, but this early on the season, yep. it's got to be cash, cash. Cash is king here. Yeah, absolutely. Cash, yep. cash is the most important thing this week. Yeah. Uh, one from Fisher Fantasy. Is CNK, Chance Nickel Cox's ad, to hammer two sideways or worth it ads? Oh, I think it's fair enough. I don't think mm-hmm. CNK is not a guaranteed. Like, of all, if I had a fourth trade this week, that's probably what I'd be doing. Hmm. Uh, look, it is a question, but it's it's a bit vague. So, an- question from Anthony L. Thoughts on this being a good week to zig while everyone else is zagging? Aside from Preston Hopgood, who are terrific cheapies, none of the top ten most traded in seem like players that could potentially burn you if you end a different way. Mate, we've had question marks after over just about everyone this week. So, I, I remember going through the top ten as well, and-, and look, we just said we had question marks over them. So, sure, happy to look elsewhere there. Uh, Desi, Chris, is Cotter to talk? Cotter to Torhu Harris, two sideways. This will be probably a relatively popular trade this week. Uh, to me, it is. I get it, but just I think they're more important trades. Yeah, it's sideways. Um, I think Tohu's going to average, like I said, probably 10, 15 more in base stats than Cotter, but Cotter's probably much more dangerous around the line to kind of slide in for some attacking stats. Tohu's never going to score. Mm. Just too big a body. Cotter's got more agility around the line, so, yeah, sideways. Yep. Uh, Omar Haydar, is Toto a sell considering he won't be playing on the left? 
Uh, look, you boys are selling. I'm holding on to him. I, I think I'm just keen to, to stick strong with Brian Tyree this season. Plug you my CT dub. A bit of a bugger about it. It's a, going to be a weaker CT dub this week, especially with Taruva out, who hasn't got the attacking stats, but his work rate is unreal. So absolutely stoked about him. Add Stephen Patty. Is Burton a sell to Isaiah Katoa, lads, or hold faith that he'll come good? Uh, the, the doggies playing well changed so much, didn't it? But what are your thoughts there? I think he's got a high break even, right? Mm. Like I think Very high. I think he's about 130, 135. Yeah, from a pure super, super coach perspective, mm. I think you can make a fair bit of cash selling Burton to Katoa. And then if you really want Burton back, you can get him back in a month's time potentially from Katoa and you've made probably a couple of hundred grand or more probably. Because if you don't have Katoa, he's going, he's going to go up. Yeah. Burton's about to go yeah. down. So from a finance, like cash point of view, yeah. I think yeah, it, it's it. a hard one because like, uh, sorry, sorry, I think it's an easy decision, but you don't feel right about it. Breakeven's 123, as mm. you said, Katoa's about to skyrocket. But the doggies just clicked and looked unreal and they're about to play the Tigers and then into the Warriors. So Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather be starting a Birdo in front mm. of Katoa every week. Yeah. But it's just from the cash point of view. So, As you said, I don't think Katoa is a must. Like there's, there's more important trades this week. I, mean, I think he's going to make money, but he's not. Isaiah? Isaiah Katoa, yep. sorry, yeah. Which I'm assuming we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a must have. I mean, we've, we've all got him, but... Mm. Yeah, I like Katoa. I, I just think bottom... I think he's 216K... He started with two scores in the mid-40s against tough opposition for the Dolphins. They got the job done both times. No real attacking stats. Two tries here, didn't he? Katoa. Yeah. Let me double-check. Uh, but regardless, I think for his potential, the, the question mark going into him was like, all right, are the Dolphins going to be any good? They've already proven that they're more than up to the standard. And what's his job security like? Because there was none at round one, but he's now got the job security. So, I look, he, he might not be a must. A try assist each week. Yeah, but that's what he's meant to do as well, right? It's not yeah, like it's exactly a right, the yeah. It's like he's, he's, doing, he's doing what he's meant to do. He's only going to get better, you'd think, as he... He's just not running the ball, in. though. That's the, mm. that's the issue. How many runs has he had? Three forced dropouts. Yeah, what, he had seven runs and four runs. So, yeah, yeah, not a must, but yeah. I think he's a great buy. I mean, if uh, I know it wasn't a question, but I think Burton to Dewey would be... If you don't have Dewey, I think that's more important. Yeah. I think Dewey is the obvious 5-8 yeah. to have there. Definitely. Five do five. just be aware there's a... Bearded male flying around that he might be carrying an injury, Dewey, from the weekend. So I'm sure we'll, we'll learn more as the week goes on. But uh, just something to monitor. Don't don't get your knickers in and nod over it. Desi, let's wrap that up, one ma- up, mate. Uh, big podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers, boys. Always a pleasure. And ads, enjoy weird hour. Yeah, thank you. I don't know what to expect, but yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let people know on the on the, on the WhatsApp chat what it was like. Uh, <laughs> Cheers, thanks, boys. guys. Cheers for tuning in. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.